Hi, I'm Pat Foran. Welcome to Get Labeled Indie Music Roadmap, a podcast for working indie artists, aspiring music artists, and fans. Each week, I interview a different guest who has a proven track record in the biz or related field. I talk with producers, promoters, audio engineers, managers, songwriters, bands, social media experts, veteran and novice artists too, about their experiences and recommendations. I'll get answers to some of the hows and whys of today's music business, which you will find invaluable in navigating the chaotic world of today's music industry. Today's guest is singer-songwriter Withdrawal. Let's get going. Um, hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, it's going pretty good, pretty good. I can't complain. <laughs> How's it going with you? All right. Doing good. Okay. Sunday. <laughs> right? Yep, so, Sunday. Little break on the weekend. Nice right? little break. Yeah. Um so um so thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. Um and um I uh found you I guess through that Lehigh music page, Lehigh Valley music page. Yeah. Um is it um, Lehigh Valley Eastern PA music scene? I think that's it. Lehigh yeah, Valley think- Eastern music Eastern PA music scene, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Well, I want to give them proper credit. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, of course. Um, so you were doing rap for a while? How long were yeah, you doing? Yeah, I, I, so I started making music in, uh, well, when I was 17, so it was 2018, and I started originally with rap. Okay. Why the change, or you're just developing as a songwriter? I mean, what's um, what's been happening with you that um, you would move from you know, one genre to another, or do you think you were always in multiple genres? I mean, how, how does that work for you? So it's, it's kind of interesting that you asked that because, um, I always felt like I wanted to sing and, and mix rap and singing together. Like some of my favorite artists, such as Post Malone, um, that's just a reference and Bruno Mars, like he sings and raps as well sometimes. And, Um, but I just didn't know how to go about it for myself. So that's why I stuck to rap for so long. But, um, it's it's kind of funny because I just recently started hearing these beats like uh, in the past couple months by, uh, the producer who produced my whole album. Um, his name's Paco Lee. And, uh, it, it really inspired me to branch out of my comfort zone and just, I started freestyling actually like, but melodically and um, cause I would freestyle a lot as a rap artist as well. But then I did it with singing and I would write down the stuff that I found that I really liked in the freestyle like after recording it and stuff. And then I would write verses to go along with what I've already freestyled onto the song. And it, it just worked and it, it's something different in my there something just clicked i guess you could say well, i mean rap originally came out of you know the streets and 
you know, the gangs. Um, geez, I can't remember. I mean, obviously, like Ice Cube, um, like West Coast, um, East Coast. Like Tupac, like Biggie. Yeah, yeah. And um, they aspired to do something better, you know, be, you know, to achieve something um, more spiritual, I guess. And, and, um, uh, you know, obviously artistic, but, um, something bigger, something more important where, you know, I mean, originally like a lot of the rap was, um, confrontational or could be considered confrontational. They rapped about their enemies or their beef with somebody. So, I'm not talking about that specifically when I'm talking about reaching for the next level, but, um, yeah. right. So, I mean, I mean, same, same here, like, um, you know, I don't know, trying to be your, your best, trying to be who you, who you think you're supposed to be. Right. And yeah. following that, that is, you know, because, you know, there's so many distractions, there's, there's, um, you're putting food on the table, um, you know, holding down a job, um, putting gas in your car. If you have kids, raising your kids, um, you know, being responsible, being responsible at that level, at the basic level. And then amidst all that, you know, juggling um, your yourself um, in, in um, like, trying to thrive in this world as it is, you know, the basics and the material world and, the, you know, your surroundings and yet, you know, have this ascendancy toward, you know, this shining light that is like, um, you know, that's your goal. You know, you may never totally reach that, you know, it might be traveling, but you're following that trail, you know? And yes. Right. So you're this sprinkles of things come down and, you know, you, you kind of, absorb that and then express that and right because i um so i'm talking about like a spiritual kind of thing and i think music is very spiritual yeah yeah well, well i mean like your i guess i'm talking about the soul like your soul right because you yeah. have the, we have the physical body where you need to eat and you need to drink water and you need basic things but you know your artistic side is like screw that man like I'm going all night on this, right? Like you're just like, <laughs> no water, no food. Like, um, geez, I, you know, I'll get another 15 minutes and the 15 minutes talk turns into like six hours, you know, three or three hours or six hours. Right. There. That is how music be. That's how so, the, cause I also write poetry and, and I do music, uh, and I paint as well. I'm not the greatest painter. I'm not, I'm not the greatest artist overall, but you know, art is subject like, art can't be really judged. There's no criteria to judge it on. It's just on opinion and personal perception, you know, but like me, I, I like what I create, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be creating if I didn't like what I created, but I, there was a time when I didn't like what I was creating, but I wanted to work at it, you know? And it, I think if you don't give up, you can only better yourself, you know? And did for you, me, did you ever play huh? sports? Did you ever play sports like organized sports? So it's funny because I only played football for one year of my life because I went to an art school 
from middle school until <laughs> high, the end of high school and a little bit of college. So, but for acting. For acting. Okay. Well, I think, um, well, music is, you know, and I bring this up a lot when I talk, when I do these discussions or have discussions with people. Um, when I started trying to become better at sports, um, I found, um, and I had the opportunity to do this. Um, I found the, you know, I was, I could do things that I didn't know that I could do. Mm. And I worked at it and people were like, Oh, you got to work on this. I'm like, that's boring. Like what, what am I doing? And then, but find like something clicks and you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. You know? Um, and, and you're better. You're fat, a little faster, a little quicker. Um, if you're basketball, you're making more shots because you put the time in. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing with music and music, music. You have to exercise. You said like sometimes you don't like your music. You have to exercise that um, that um, well that Creative muscle. I guess muscle. you could say yeah, yeah, yeah. muscle um, or muscles. Um, <laughs> in in order to um, you know be what you want to be, but in order to you know really find it's not even be who you want to be, but find out you know, who you are and where you're going. Because I think you were saying before, like you did things like you didn't like it opened something up for you. It's like, you know, but you're, you need to take steps, right. To get there and whatever yeah. those steps are. And you don't know, I mean, it could be a sidestep or it could be a door choice. Like, Oh, let's try this. Or somebody opens the door. Hey, come in here. You know, like you were saying about the producer or whatever kind of opened, yeah. you, opened you up. Right. So, um, um, so I think, I think the bottom line here is like, like do it right. Like work on it. And that's, that's what you're saying. Like you're doing all these things and, but, but like the, um, you know, that muscle, like you have to, you have to build it up before you can find out what, what can, what am I capable of? Right. Mm, Long winded yes. explanation, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I like what you're saying though. It's really nice. It's really yeah inspirational too you know like of course. uh I, I feel like you have a good grasp on what goes into it you know yeah i mean i i did a lot of it on my own and probably like you like and like most songwriters and artists um you have no idea like you're talking about painting like oh i think i'm terrible at it or whatever i don't think it's that good but the thing is like you're you're trying that out and maybe you know, as you progress, maybe it takes you 20 years, maybe it takes you another 10 years. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you know, I see this, you see it differently. You know, like, mm. didn't we mention you're talking about your earlier songs? Yeah. Cause we were talking about your rap side and, yeah. and I like, which I like by the way. Um, and, um, I also like your new song. What's your new song? My, my new song is called battle scars, which is okay. out right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a I part think, of my album seasonal that's dropping April thirteenth. Yeah, it's a little. Um, there is like a wisdom in it, you know, for your age. You know, you're a young guy. Oh, wisdom, thank you. There's there's already some wisdom in it, and um, you know, reflection. Uh, obviously, that's kind of what the song is about. But um, 
and, and more than that, but uh, basically. Um, I know, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, your your rec- recognition, recognizing. Mm. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like, some it takes time, especially with art. It takes time to, you just do it, you build it, and then you say, okay, this is what I have now, and put it out there, and then, you know, six months from now, you're like, oh, that was good, but, you know, I wish I did this, or I wish I did that. And mm. then, you know, you kind of build off of that, but you kind of don't know. Like I always tell people, like if I knew the type of music I'm writing now, if I knew at age 15 or 16 that I would be writing this type of music, I probably would have like, I probably would have shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I was just so right. I'm such a different person, right? It was a young kid, young guy and rock, rock and roll and, you know, guitar centric and, you know, um, that might be a little harsh, but I wouldn't be happy with myself. But um, <laughs> I, I, um, I would be very disappointed. I think. Yet, I still, I'm still pursuing that. I'm still pursuing some of that early rock stuff, but it just sounds it sounds a little different. Um, mm. So, um, but it's still there. Like that's still that those roots are still there. Like you can't. We could cut them. Um, you cut off a piece of who you are, you know? Yeah, that's uh, very true. Yeah. It's very true. And maybe that's not a good thing. It might be better, you know, good, the good or the bad, you know, that's all part of your ascension, you know, your, your building, building up, you know, yeah, um, in, in your life and building your career. So, but anyway, um, I just, you know, had wondered about your rap side and, um, so, uh, I was just saying like commercially, <laughs> commercially rap and hip hop are like sought after for, um, sync placements. Have you ever talked to anyone about that sync? No. What, what is it? sync placements? Well, it's for TV and movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if, if you watch a lot of movies or you watch any TV. I do. I do. Hmm. But, but, uh. I used to watch it way more when I was into acting to try and learn oh, okay. from the best, yeah. you know, um, cause I did, I took film classes too. And, but most of my stuff that I've done, it was theatrical. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that'll serve you well, like in your musical career, um, with the live performance and everything. Uh, it's a different, it's a different thought process. You know, I, I come, I come more from the song than the visual but and in and when i grew up it was you know visual in your mind there wasn't like we didn't have it was before mtv was came <laughs> out and, and you don't even know what you probably don't even know what mtv is but you've heard of it um, i don't know what used it's, to be. was it music television yeah well they used to have uh, videos it was a it was a revolution in presenting music and mm. um, probably started sometime in the late very late seventies or, or 1980s. And, um, they basically presented like, you know, you go to YouTube or maybe somebody pops something on Facebook, um, or what Spotify. I think you can, maybe you can add videos there. Yeah, you can. That's pretty Whatever. cool feature. So you do a video, you still want the videos, but back then it was on TV. You could present it on TV and it, you had a, access to a mass audience if you were chosen. And, um, you know, 
almost, almost like instant stardom, so to speak. Um, That's awesome. Your sales will go up and everything's different today. So you don't, we're not really looking at sales. We're looking at, you know, creating a fan base. And um, so those people might be streaming your music and not buying your music. And then you have to um, fund your, your tours and your, your musical existence by doing live shows and um, selling merch, you know, some kind of merch. Yeah. So one of my bigger items is that sells is a t-shirt. Um, and I don't know if you can see in the back, back here. My Oh yeah. 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 Pat that's, yeah. That's from my first album and nice. people love that. They love the shirt. So they always buy the shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome which, though. Yeah. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I mean, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, so I've just said a lot here, but anyway, uh, it's okay. So, I like listening. So the TV and, and movies and things like that, like they look for a lot of rap, but you can't have, it's got to, you can't, you know, it can't have a lot of cursing in it. And cause it's for public consumption, like PG it, um, can't have the N word in it. Um, can't have the F bomb. Um, right. So, um, so a lot of rap artists and hip hop <clears throat> artists, um, are not can't be used because mm. you know of the dialogue. So what what now what happens now is you get other people, maybe somebody like me who writes, maybe I like rap and maybe I like hip hop, but I'm not a hip hop artist. Maybe I can rap a little bit. Um I throw down some tracks and then it's all like PG. Um and um you know I don't mean like Disney PG, but you know what I mean like <laughs> Tone, no, tone down. Yeah, tone yeah, down. Yeah. Okay. Tone down. And um, I mean, I have some of that in my own music and I, I don't rap, but I mean, I have some of it in my own music. But um, I, I've i always had that in the back of my mind, like you can't use that on uh, public airwaves. So wherever, and that's, and what I'm trying to, my, my main point with that is that's a source of income for musicians. Mm. That's that's that replace that income like kind of replaces radio, like with the old radio paradigm. Like you used to get your, if you could have your song played on the radio, then that would turn in that would result in sales. Um, oh, okay. Right. So you'd sell albums, you'd sell C. Um, well, they didn't really do singles, but CDs, and then before Napster, and then so that's like early two thousands. Like things started shifting. I told the story the last episode about my teenage son telling me that. I told them I was getting back into music again because um, they were getting older. I stopped performing and doing music because I was raising a family. And um, so my teenage son told me that, uh, dad, nobody buys music anymore. So, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with your songs. You know? <laughs> Basically like <laughs> you can write all you want, but you can't, you're not going to make any money off of it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, but I had already seen Napster. I'd, I think I already had an account, a Napster account. But I didn't realize the impact, and so you know that nobody, nobody in the in the older business did, you know. So, uh, but anyway, I'm talking a lot about my. No, experience. it's okay. Um, I want to hear about you, your experience. You're someone I can learn from, you know. And I appreciate <laughs> all all of the things you're telling me, like you know. Well, that's what this podcast is about. I invite people out, like yourself, and people who are in it and actually doing something, and even if it's just local or regional. Um, if I hear like that, I like your music, I think, you know, 
I kind of have a pretty good ear for music and, um, you know, I'm not a scout or an A&R rep, but, um, I, um, I can recognize, you know, things in music a lot of times, as long as I'm familiar with it. <laughs> when I heard your song, like right away, I knew your, your present release. I knew right away. Well, it's, it's pretty obvious that you rapped or were interested in rapping at some point. Mm. Uh, free, free, I can hear like the freestyle element in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I kind of, I, I don't, I want to kind of get into that myself a little bit more because, um, I write a lot, but I want to, I want to investigate that a little bit more. Um, I think, uh, one, like how I got into it, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like freestyling overall is, well, I, like we said, uh, I did start with rap and I've, I did start writing rap, but my friends would freestyle. Right. And I, I was not the best at it in the beginning, but they kept encouraging me. They weren't telling me like, Hey, you suck. Even though I, I knew in my head, I'm like, uh, I'm not up there with them. Cause they're really talented artists. And, um, they, they just kept pushing me and encouraging me. And I started reading the dictionary. I started going on rhyme zone and just trying to memorize words. Like, uh, cause I'm a, cause I was an actor. And so it was easy to memorize stuff like that. So I just memorized rhymes and eventually they, mm. I didn't just memorize them. I learned them and now they just flow out naturally. And um, sometimes I say the same line, like in every freestyle or, or in every other freestyle, but like most of the time it just comes straight out the head and in different formats, you know, yeah. it's just an exciting thing. I don't know. It's on the well, spot. It's fun. I think you do the same thing when you're right. Yeah. Right. Cause you have a, you have a style. I mean, I do. And, you know, I find myself coming back and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, this is, I can't use this again. So then you re rephrase it. That's kind of what you're saying, but you're doing it yeah. in real, you're doing it in real time, uh, verbalizing it where I'm just writing it, notating it. Um, well, I worked with an A&R guy from LA. <clears throat> he worked with, um, who found me on reverb nation, by the way. And mm. um, so it was around 20, he contacted me in 2017. And I think I worked with him in 2017 and 2018. Um, nice. He, well, he helped me um, work on my song format, um, which, you know, I'd had, I had really great teachers um, and I've had, uh, I went to school for music and this and that. So I've always had this advice about how long a song should be what you should do here, what you should do in the intro, what you should, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, um, again, it's like, I didn't care about that. And I kind of just, like we were talking earlier, like I kind of taught myself, I didn't really follow any guidelines except maybe I might say, Oh, well, what, you know, do I do a verse chorus verse chorus, or do I do a verse verse chorus and for the first time and then a verse chorus, you know, in, in the, in the form. Um, mm. or how do you handle this? If I only have a B, you know, this is the song form, the verse, and then the chorus. Um, and then maybe I just have a verse chorus chorus, you know? Um, yeah. So these are things that I investigated and this is before actually I started long before the internet. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, where you could just Google it, you know, well, that was, you know, 
that didn't really come about. That wasn't really robust until about the two thousands, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's the other thing. I mean, the guitar and things like that, like I had to work on it. Like it was, you know, like medieval. <laughs> it was like, they did the same thing. They did the same thing in the, in the medieval times as like when I grew up, like, except for we did have recording. So I could record stuff and play it back. But I mean, we were, you know, I was studying from Bach and, you know, um, studied some Bach. I studied jazz. Um, but now you can go online and you can look up a lesson for free and learn a guitar riff. And I had to do that by ear. So that's a whole other discussion because I think in some ways it's great. And then in other ways, I kind of think like the way that my generation learned, like um, it was harder, but I think there's a different, um, it facilitates something different in music. And maybe it's still there like today. Cause I think, you know, I do hear it, but um, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Oh, you know, um, I want to play the guitar, but this and that. And it's like, well, that's, you know, I started with that, you know, like that's how I, I wasn't a singer. I just wanted to play guitar. So if was, that's what I was saying when I was 15 or 16, I was like probably listening to like Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith at whatever was happening at the time and um, playing, you know, learning those leads. And then um, if at 15 or 16, and then um, if I had known what I was going to write today, where like some, some of my music doesn't, it doesn't have any solos in it. I'd be like, Oh, that's crap. You know, it's got to have a guitar solo in it. You know, it's like <laughs> every song had to have a guitar solo in it. You know, that's, that's where I came from. So, um, the, the, Hey, guitar solos are awesome, but you're right. Like not every song is going to need it. Right. Yeah. Right. But to my 15 or 16 year old self, it was like, ah, then it's garbage. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a matter of, um, like even back then, like some bands, like they, the lead guitar player wasn't that good or, you know, wasn't very impressive, you know, but now I do that. Like I throw these like melodic, short melodic solos in and I don't riff, you know, like Van Halen, you know, like an, an, everything isn't a Van Halen solo, you know, it's yeah. so, so yeah. But, um, so anyway, that was another long segment. <laughs> no, around. I like it. I like learning so, and, and that's awesome. Basically coming back to you, that's kind of what you're talking about when you're doing freestyling. That's what a lead guitar player will do. You, you know, you, you go back and you go, so you have riffs, right? I have riffs that I know, but then I can't keep playing the same riff all the time. Right. So yeah. it's, like, it's like a riff. That's the way I look at it in rap. Like I'll hear, cause I do hear like, even with the big artists, I'll hear them do something similar and it's like, oh, that's their riff. Like I understand it as that's how they, that's one of their anchors, you know? Mm. So that's what, I, that's kind of where I was going with that. No, I see your point. I see your point. So where are you going? Um, so where are you going now? You, you're, you're, you know, branching off into something a little new for yourself or how long, uh, have, you, how long have you been doing that? Uh, just for the past, I'd say four months, I've been working on this new style, adapting to it and, you know, trying to better it, progress, learn, because I'm not vocally trained by anybody. So I've just, but I, uh, so I watch 
vocal warm-up YouTube videos. I watch how to find your voice YouTube videos, like stuff like this. And just to try and educate myself on the voice, the instrument of the voice, because I feel although that's essential to progressing, you know, I don't I can't really afford the vocal lessons right now because I know that those are expensive. But uh eventually I do want to be professionally trained and and hopefully sound even better. You know, I'm not saying I suck without like auto-tune or anything like that. Like I can perform my songs live. It's just um maybe not always at my fullest potential because sometimes like for certain parts of the songs, I might hurt my voice a little bit trying to perform it to my full potential. So I want to well, learn I, uh, how to maneuver that. I uh, I used to teach voice and I studied voice and then I, I used to teach voice. And I just, I just gave a course about two years ago and I'm going to, I'm going to present it um, as a package. So, Oh wow. It's going to be, a little theory, a little songwriting and voice, um, a little bit of voice, but it's basics, voice basics that, that you can do. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, um, you know, I, I want to, I have some music coming out, um, soon and this, I'm going to like really push this. Like I've never really pushed my music before so yeah. this next round like over this next year or two i'm really going to be pushing my music and by pushing i mean ads and this and that so i'm really going to be pushing it out into the public <clears throat> and um you know if i can get a little foothold then i'm then i'll you know put my uh, course out there again <laughs> because people <laughs> will be like well who are you you know yeah you can sing a song but you know what have you done you know um and i uh, get you yeah so, so, um, that's one of the things that people were like, oh, well, you know, you're still, you know, you're still an indie artist like me. So why would I listen to you? Um, so I get that, you know, but, um, mm. I, I did things again. That was another example of something I didn't know I could do. I didn't sing until I took lessons. And then all of a sudden I'm singing like in a range that I didn't know I could sing in. I had, I that thought there was no way I could sing like that. <laughs> no that's awesome that's good news man so these are things like you find like you're working who are you working with now you're working with a producer yeah my the producer i work with is paco lee and the one who helps me engineer the tracks like mix and master is my friend grayson labar but his artist's name because he's also another artist he's my best friend but he's an artist and his artist name is iktl exclamation mark Oh, okay. That's, that's the one on the, on the one web. Uh, yeah. Link. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I sent you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, I really like it. I like the, I like the production. Um, and I think, I think you're growing. I mean, I can, I can kind of, I think I can hear that. Um, oh, thank you. Um, for, you know, I listened to, geez, quickly, probably four songs quickly. And I listened to the, your new song. I listened to the whole song a couple of times. Oh, wow. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, and, um, so, so that's, that's another thing that appealed to me when we were chatting online. Um, 
you're, you're like, oh, I'm just getting into this. So that, that really like got my interest because it's like, wow, you know, I'm getting in, this guy's just getting started and I really want to see how things progress over the coming years, you know? Oh. And, um, um, so you're, you're, so how is this release going? You released one song, right? Yeah. Um, so I only released battle scars so far and, uh, I, I have ads waiting to be pushed for a little bit on Facebook and on YouTube. So that means like I didn't push those ads yet, but I will next week when it's closer to my album coming out. And then on Instagram, I already put an ad out for the uh, battle scars and that ad did pretty well. It got like 750 some views. And, um, I, I only gained a couple followers on Instagram from it, but that's okay because, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, you know, but it's okay. But, um, no, I'm pretty happy with it. We're all in this, we're all in the same boat with that. Like, yeah, not everyone's going to like what you do. Um, could be the best song that you've ever written and somebody's going to not like it. So, um, (laughs) for one reason or another, um, because they like different kind of music or whatever. Um, yeah. And, but that's it. It's a long game. I mean, I, I've been to, especially since the pandemic, I've been to numerous online webinars and seminars and sessions with music supervisors, A&R people, um, advice, 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 too much advice. Like you can't even, I can't even take it anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's too much. But, but what, what you do come away with, and again, it's this thing of, of uh, repetition and you go through and then what you do is you do kind of pull these threads out where people are having common uh, suggestions and common advice. And that's where with this ad thing, it's a long game. So yes, mm. you know, the first time, you know, 750, that is really, that's great. Um, picking up a couple of people. So multiply that by, um, so if you pick up two, two per ad or two per month. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, when that starts, um, you get this, another phenomena and that's going to be, um, or not a phenomena, but a direct result. Um, the, um, you know, sharing like somebody, somebody like, Hey man, I, you know, you got to hear this song. Yeah. Then, then that, so right. So it becomes a little over time. It becomes a little exponential, but, the bottom line is like what, what these people are telling me is that you need a hundred fans. Your goal is 100 fans. When you get to hundred mm-hmm. fans, um, if you real fans, not just people like, you know, Hey, yeah, I like your album and they don't purchase anything, but they'll come to a show. That's still good. But what you want is people who are buying your merch or buying your, whatever you're putting out. If you do vinyl, they'll buy your vinyl. Um, that's the kind of fan that you want. If you can, if they get them to spend about a thousand dollars a year and you have a hundred fans, that's a hundred thousand dollars per year. Wow. That's, that's actually, I like that. That's really smart. That's the, um, that's the strategy now. So it's small, consistent repetition, repetition in everything, repetition in, you know, your, your, uh, rapping repetition in lyric writing repetition in, um, producing songs, um, you know, recording songs, you know, it's everything. Um, 
you know, the better, the more you do it, the better, you, well, hopefully the better you get at it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it may not I, be I got to but... say this when, yeah. uh, when I show you my older music, my, my older rap music, um, I will, uh, I think you'll hear that I've changed. I've progressed. Even my voice has changed a little bit. You know, I, you didn't, I didn't show you any of my older songs yet. Right. Um, you sent me a link for some rap stuff. Right? That was my IT. friend. Oh, that was your friend. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my friend. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, right. my bad. My bad. <laughs> well, I can hear like right now, just with this one song, I can hear that you're into freestyle or rap. And now you're like, you're doing this kind of Bruno Mars, like you mentioned Bruno Mars. You're kind of doing this thing like um, that's, I can't say it's exactly similar, but it's in the ballpark. Mm. The same kind of um music making right yeah. yeah and it's good because the thing was like i didn't like hip-hop and rap when it first came out i was spending you know guitar would cost me one guitar i think at the time my most expensive guitar at the time was about twelve hundred dollars i spent oh wow guitar so that was when a car cost you about $15,000. So, wow. So what, what would that be today? So a car is about 50,000 today. So it'd be one tenth. So it'd be 10,000, right? <laughs> or something. Wow. Sorry. What did I say? One tenth. Yeah. 5,000. Um, and, um, 5,000 today or five between, between five and 10,000, depending on what kind of car you're going to get. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I say like average car, maybe between 40 and 50. So I don't, I don't think it's a, it equates exactly, but it's close. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I like that. so yeah, I mean, your instruments today are like 3000, 5000. I mean, there's, and they're on a, these guitar makers are unabashedly selling guitars for four and 5,000 today. An instrument, right. Um, you know, like, um, Dave Matthews, like the kind of guitar he uses probably about four or $5,000. Wow. New. And, um, so, you know, rap, I mean, these guys were, a lot of the guys were like playing um, garbage cans, like the, or the buckets on the street, right? They're, but they're making music, you know? So when I, in retrospect, I was like, you know, it's, you know, it became prevalent. It's like the culture today, right? I mean, you hear it everywhere and um, hip hop. And uh, so, you know, I like it. And I was like, man, you know, but I did, I did that with everything. I did that with Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I didn't, if anybody liked something too much, I didn't like it. <laughs> that, was another, that was another thing I had. It was like, then I was suspect, you know? So if um, Kiss, you know, sold, you know, a million records or 500,000 records uh, or 100,000 records, I'm like, oh, I can't listen to them. There's something wrong with that because too many people like it. Uh, it's uh, too mainstream for you. <laughs> yes, that, exactly. I was just going to say, I, I kind of liked Underground. And Led Zeppelin was kind of underground. It wasn't, they were, they were big, but they weren't accepted as a mainstream rock band when I was listening to them. It was like heavy guitar music and, or things were like kind of bright and jingly back then, like, like pop music, you know, like uh, we call the bubblegum music. A lot of times. Bubblegum music. I never heard that term. <laughs> well, it was like real, you know, 
I guess the reference was it was jingly, like a jingle, like a <laughs> happy, you know, light, you know, kiss on the cheek, you know, um, holding hands kind of music where, you know, the other one was like, you're getting down dirty and, you know, you know <laughs> um, on the R&B or like, uh, not R&B, but the, yeah, well, it would have been, it would have been R&B. It was called Rhythm and Blues back then. Um, rock and roll was born out of it. You know, it mm. was rock and roll, but it was also called R&B, I think, at the time. Rhythm and Blues. And then R&B became something else in the 70s, I think. Late in the 60s and 70s, it kind of things separated. Like, rock became its own thing. Oh, wow. More. It was more, you know. Um, but anyway, um, what I'm saying is, like, that started off a little more raw and that's what happened with rap. And I mean, these people, these artists, um, you know, they probably, if you're from the projects or whatever, you can't go out, probably can't go out and get a $1,200 guitar and you can't buy a $2,000 drum set, you know? So, I mean, so that when I kind of look back on it, I was like, wow, you know, that, that was real artistry because they were just making music with whatever they had. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, to start off. Now that's not to say, you know, Dr. Dre and um, once these guys started making money, then they like, uh, I think it was Dr. Dre, like he invested in good equipment and mixing equipment and this and that, and they grew, you know? So, um, but I think it was also the subject matter. So it was like shooting and killing and gangs and, you know, I wasn't into that. Like, I mean, um, so it was a different culture. So, yeah, you know, but eventually like it became mainstream. So that was my question for you early on. I was like, well, where did you come from? <laughs> I think it was your song. So maybe now you're telling me it was your other friend. Yeah. That, IKTL is uh, my best friend. Yeah. And that is his music. Um, and I used to be on some of his songs, but he took those songs down because I've asked him to because I didn't uh, want any of my old stuff out there. Well, I was guessing like if you're talking about if people, not just you, but I mean, in general, like there's been movies about it. Like Chris Rock was in a movie. Was it CP three or something where he was from the suburbs, you know, a black guy from the suburbs and he's, he became a rapper. He became big. And then he's like, he was a gangster, but he wasn't. And then, <laughs> and, then and then people with, you know, from real gangs started chasing him. Like, you know, he wasn't legit. So that's kind of, that's where I'm coming from. Like, you know, some people, I guess like, um, Eminem. Mm. Oh, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like people saw him, he's like, Oh, well, like I rapping, like who is he? And then, you know, so then his story came out and because there have been people like in the past who have tried to exploit stuff and they're like, they're not from like the Chris Rock movie. You know, he was from suburbs and had all the, you know, private school or whatever, like the good schools and the good school system. And, and then he's like, he goes out as a rapper. And I think it was, it might've been his manager that convinced him you have to go hardcore rap, you know, (laughs) that will be the other stories about that. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, are some things legit or they're not legit. So that's, that's kind of what I was talking to you about and, um, early on. And then, um, so that was my thing, but I mean, you still could, you still could be an artist, you know, absorbing all that stuff, which is what most people do. It's vicariously living, you know, something. And we all do it because 
we all like if you listen to a country song country music song and it's a story about a guy and then he pulls a gun on somebody and you're like oh yeah yeah you know i could that's me you know like you're like envisioning yourself like you're there and you're pulling the gun and you know you're you're um making the guy the other guy back off or whatever um Mm. and i've been i've been like actually i've been held up at gunpoint so i I know a little bit about that and um Mm. so i'm just saying like you know what I mean? Like there's an art artistry about it. And then there's, you know, a legitimacy, um, factor that, you know, if you're, you're going to get called out. And so there's a artistic license, right? Mm. So you're coming up with a story. Maybe it's a movie, you know, people write movies and they're, they're not in these situations. They're not spies and <laughs> blowing stuff up. Right. Like, um, or getting shot at. And so people can do that. So, I mean, I think there's a little cushion there, but in the real, and there's been a lot about it. There's in the real realm of, you know, portraying yourself as a gangster and you're not a gangster. You never were a gangster. Um, you know, that you got to watch that because people are going to call you on that, you know? Yeah. Um, Not only like being at an award show and like, punching you or something or like, you know, call, calling you out, you know, but like, you know, physically, but I mean, you know, just verbally like, Hey man, you know, you've never been here or whatever. You grew up in the suburbs and you know, your mom, your mom drives a Mercedes. Like what the hell are you talking about? You're like, who are you trying to be? Like, you're not that guy. So that, that's, Yo, you're so right though. Yeah. That's Someone's going to call someone out. Yeah. Well, you would, right. Because I mean, um, there was something on TV. Yeah, there was something on TV. My wife and I were watching a story, and I mean, I've never been a detective or anything like that. But you were watching a detective story, but I knew something. There was something that I knew about, and or that I had thought about or read about about evidence, maybe on a crime show or something. And in the movie, they do this thing. They were they find evidence. But then they didn't go deep enough. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's not right. Like, why didn't they? You wouldn't do it like that, I don't think. And then we went to see the author speak about his move, about his, it was a book. The movie came from a book. And um, he, um, he was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, well, I mentioned stuff. Don't ever think that I'm an expert on this or evidence or anything. He goes, I just write about it. And then I move on to the next thing. <laughs> so oh, he doesn't. Oh, wow. So yeah. I was like picking all this stuff up like here and there in the movies. I'm like, you know, that's the, that's like, it's not that it wasn't legitimate, but it wasn't deep enough. Like where it would hold up in court. And I probably watched something or probably watched a lot of movies or true crime dramas, you know, where it's like, well, the evidence didn't hold up because they didn't do this or they didn't do that, you know? So. Anyway, so, you know, <laughs> it's, I'm getting pretty deep with this, with this analysis you are, you here. You are, but, but it's all cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, I'm just trying to set this up. So um, that's all I was talking about with, you know, doing rap. So I wouldn't, even though like, you know, music supervisors are looking for rap and they're looking for hip hop. Like if you did a hip hop song, you probably have it placed. If it was good, you probably have it placed in a you know, in a second, you know, if it was the right, 
quite kind. And you have to kind of, you have to kind of listen to the TV shows, listen to the music on the TV shows and in movies. And then that will help guide you as to what the supervisors are looking for. But Ugh. it's in high demand. Um, and it's like, you know, I could try and do that, but I'm not going to sound like, and then I can't go talking about, you know, um, standing on the corner selling drugs and, you know, I can't really talk about that. But not me either. Right? <laughs> so, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so there's only so much you can do. So you could do like hip hop. You could do, rap. I could do hip hop or I could do rap, but it's not going to be, you know, deep. Um, it's going to be this, um, artistic license and then maybe bubblegum type version, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bubblegum type version yeah, where it sounds like, sounds like could be something, but it's not. But, um, yeah. So, um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like legitimacy in, in your art history. And so you're kind of like doing that now, like you're moving into something else and you're, tr- you're like, you're trying to get your sea legs and, find your sea legs and, and do this new thing. So I, I think that's great. Um, so tell Thank me, you. tell me more about, so you're going to release your album. When, when's that going to happen? So seasonal, uh, my album is dropping April 13th, uh, this year. <laughs> so soon, very soon. And it's, it's kind of like a hidden love story. And what seasonal is about, isn't just a love story. It's about the phases of love cool. and um, and not just of love but of life in general well i look forward to hearing it thank uh, you and then how um how do we how are we going to be able to find that so we're going to be able to find that on spotify apple music youtube itunes music and title uh you could find it on instagram facebook it's going to be how, everywhere. How do we find what's what's the name we're going to use to find you? And the, oh, my name is Withdrawal. W one T H D R A W L. I know your album isn't released yet, but what's your plan? What kind of plan do you have for your follow up, or what's your what's your strategy at this point? You're going to just sit on this album for a while, and then while you work on something else. Um. So. I might sit on this album and this single release for a little bit only because I like, I have other songs in the process that I'm working on currently. And I have other songs written that I could start working on, but not that I need a creative break. I want to try and not, not milk this, this album and, and the, the single that just dropped, but I wanted to, blossom in its own time and i don't want to rush anything you know because i'm still finding i'm still finding a way to pursue my music career the way that i want to and i still have a lot of advice to take in from people like you and sam Yunus. you know like you guys have been uh you know advising me a lot and i really appreciate that you know and uh I, yeah, but like, the bottom line is I don't want to rush anything right now. What's your creative process? What do you? How do you go about writing a song? I know we talked a little bit about freestyling, and then um, sometimes you started writing things down and and um, to help. But um, what's your what's your current process? I mean, how did you work on this album to put this? Together? So 
okay, that's a very good question. I like your questions. This is a very good question. So for almost every single song on the album, I started by freestyling. So just like I said, I'd freestyle. Most of my courses are freestyled, right? And they were just reworked, like maybe a couple word changes, right? And then I'd, I'd go with along with the chorus and I'd, I'd write the verses. And I'd just be inspired by the title of the beat that Paco Lee like titled the beat as on YouTube. And so, for example, there is a, here's a snippet. There's, there's a song on my album seasonal called hit my line. And on YouTube, the beat was uh, labeled hit me up. So it kind of goes like, hit me up, hit me up, hit my line, like something like that, you know, like that, that's just a little snippet right now, but you know, like it, and I could do it better, but it's just right now, I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> right. that was freestyled. I know that's not much of a freestyle, but that's oh, the, that's, okay. that's the chorus, you know? Uh-huh. And, and it's and just that, like, and that came up, it, where did the idea for the, where did that lyric come from? That came from the, the title of the beat or yeah 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 so the title of the beat was hit me up and so okay. i just went like hit oh, me cool. up hit yeah. me up and then i was like okay hit my line like so like that and then i was like okay i kind of like this vibe and then i showed it to my friend he's like yeah just, we were in the studio together he's like yeah rock with it and i was like all right like let's go and so we just started recording because he has his own studio in his house so that's where we record i was in a songwriting group. I had a great mentor in New York, um, teacher, Ann Rucker. And um, she used to have these sessions. And um, so we'd have, I forget how many people we had in usually like probably ordering on 10 people, usually like five to 10 people. So we'd all get up and we perform. <clears throat> so somebody was asking me, oh, how did you write that song? How did you? And I was like, well, it just kind of comes to me like, um, like I'll hear a riff, like I talked about a riff, I'll hear a riff or a musical idea for some reason. I don't know where it comes from, but I'll just like be, you know, relaxing. And all of a sudden it'll be like, you know, and all of a sudden something will start to generate, you know, that's awesome. And they're like, well, where do you get your lyrics? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just out there. Like it's there. Like you just, as you're now that I think the one thing, this is another thing that I talk about. It's in the moment. It, it is. Right. Um, inspiration. You're talking about, you know, the title and then you're working on that. And then, and then it's like, okay, you know, I think it's like, like a lot of the words and you, you can talk to this because speak to this because, um, I'm sure it's in freestyling. Um, it's the rhythm rhythm and the melody or the beat. Like you guys, like those guys work off a beat. Um, it's the rhythm that brings the helps bring the word out. Oh and yeah. It's, right. It's all incorporated and it's hard to, it's a vibe. It's, it's a rhythm. It's a vibe. It's all at once. It's like a package. You feel it. Yes, right? it is. It is. And then that's where these, that's where these words come from. And cause that, like some people are like, Oh, you can't use. I was in, I was in that same class. The one, what's the one line? The one line is, um, so my, my one song, I haven't released it yet, but it's the song is, the line goes, this is a ballad. 
um, like a kind of a rock or rock country kind of thing, somewhere in between, like folky maybe. Um, so it's like, but it's pop. It's like, I don't want to be the one to go. And then, so I have that. And then the next line is, I don't want to be responsible. And then, and the one girl was like, she's like, Oh, that doesn't rhyme. And, and my teacher was like, no, because the way I sing it, it flows with that. And it sounds like it's a near, a near rhyme. Yeah. And one girl was like, no, you can't, you can't do that. That's no good. You know, that's, that's, you just did that because of blah, 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 blah. And then she <laughs> said that about another song. Like she was like, so into the lyric. I'm like, well, you know, I perform live. I don't just sit in my studio or my house or whatever and, and just write lyrics and work on my lyric craft. Like I tell people all the time, like I don't consider myself a lyricist. And they're like, well, what do you mean? You don't consider yourself a lyricist. You have all these lyrics and you write good lyrics. I'm like, what? I don't, I'm not like too crazy about if something goes exactly the way a textbook tells you, you know, lyric writing book might tell you, don't do this. Oh, I might do that. I might do the don't do thing, right? Yeah. And I do it all the time. I I and, feel that. I feel that because I I used to consider myself a lyricist when I was a rapper. I'd really try and be very intricate with it, but um there came a point where I I kind well, this new rebirth I I keep calling it of like this new style for myself. That's when I stopped caring because I realized not everything has to rhyme perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You, if you do it right, it doesn't even have to rhyme at all. You know, yeah, it just has to work in that for that moment. Yes, like that, right. Yes, and I think people understand that when you when it's performed or when they listen to it, um, it it um it transcends that those rules. You know, the boundaries. And yes, people are like, wow, that's you know something that I would never think of or do and so yeah i mean i do that quite a bit so that's another thing you know you were just talking about how you do it and um so i was that's where i was going with that so it's like um i think it's all like you have to be present as the artist it's part i think it's like i mentioned inspiration so you kind of have to inspire yourself i think Uh, yes right you can't wait for inspiration. You have to find the inspiration in what you're working on. I, th- I think you were saying that earlier in our conversation. It's very true. And the way I, that inspires me most, like whether it's to write poetry or write music or just freestyle, is listening to beats. Some people it's being in the shower. Some people it's working out. Some people it's it's just different for everybody but for me it happens when i could be anywhere i could have my airpods in in the middle of an airport and i could just listen to a beat and start going so you were an actor or you, you're yes. into acting you're, i don't know if you still are pursuing that but um do you get do you ever find inspiration for songs from movies or tv um, like a storyline or maybe a book, you know, you could, um, that's, 
that's very interesting of a question. I never really thought about that, but now that you say it, yeah, I I think action movies could actually inspire some some songs and poetry, and and not just that, but also um, what kind of movies are those? Like thrillers slash horror movies, those as well. Yeah, yeah, I had one from one movie. that's why I asked because I hadn't really noticed it. And then it was probably maybe about 15 years ago. I was watching a movie and all of a sudden I just had an idea about what's, what's the song called? This is unreleased too. What's the name of the song? Um, I forget the name of it. It's okay. <laughs> something, it, it was like a horror movie and it was like something about the can candlelight and making it to the morning, making mm. it through the night into the morning. It had something to, some kind of reference there. Um, I probably, I'm going to getting ready to release a lot of music. So I'll probably release that. Um, probably so not this year, but next year. How many songs are you going to release at once? Or is it like a couple okay. singles over time? Yeah. Okay. So here's the other thing. Um, I'm going to release multiple singles before the album. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to just necessarily, because people don't, this is the thinking, this is the industry thinking um, by and large, but you can do it however you want. Mm. So say if you're, if you're an unknown artist, which I don't know about you, but I mean, even for me, like I would be, I would consider myself an unknown artist. Yeah. No, me uh, too. Even though I have music out and some, you know, a lot of people know about it. Um, you know, it's your, it's your footprint. So my footprint isn't big enough. Um, so I would consider myself an unknown artist. I would release single, I would release multiple singles. You could release, if you have 10 songs on an album, you could probably release eight singles. You could release nine singles. I wouldn't release 10 singles, but you know, at some point you want to do the whole album. You want to, you want to um, present the, the album as a whole. That's the object. Mm. So the thinking now is like you could do it every four weeks, release a single, do it every six weeks. I'm looking at six weeks for my next releases. I have three planned releases uh, before August or by August, early August. And um, but my album won't come out. It might not even come out until next year. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm going to keep releasing singles. And what you're doing, like what you were talking about, about ads, you will run your ads. You do a monthly budget running your ads every month. So once you start, you don't stop. Oh, once you start, don't stop. You're in the business. Yes. You're in business. So, um, I, I wonder if you could, what you could do, um, because a release isn't, you know, what is a release? I mean, it depends on what you're doing. If you're trying to use it for Spotify, then you probably want to do more releases, more single releases. Um, if you're just trying to sell it and get it out, um, I don't know if it really matters if you do a release or not for, for a song. So let's say you have 10 songs. So you have definitely one single that you're going to do. Um, and you're going to promote that. So you do that between four and eight weeks. You focus on that song. So you want to do at least, you want to do at least three weeks before the release of advertising and then, or promoting. So it could be advertising, but it could be social media, mm. um, for free. Um, you want to do like probably video, um, reels, 
or hot or the best thing, TikTok maybe. Um, and then you want to do, um, after the four weeks is up, um, so you promote it. You're promoting this for three weeks ahead of time, and then you're promoting it for like three weeks after the release because your next release is coming out um, in six weeks. So you have three weeks after and then three weeks before you want to start promoting your new single. So you're mm. doing this constant up and down and trade-off. And then you don't want to release your best song first. Um, you want to release a good song and then, you know, start doing some of this promotion. And then maybe six months from now, you know, three songs from now, maybe your third song is your best song or what you think is your best song. It might not be because the people, people are going to tell you what your best song or what your most popular song is. You can't, you can't gauge that. You know, you can't guess that. You're like only, you can have your own favorite, but your fans yes. will pick the favorite. Yes. I think we, we were chatting and I said, people will still ask me for my older songs. Some of my older songs. Yeah. They're like, they're like, that's my favorite. I'm like, that's your favorite. And like, you know, like <laughs> I think, I think this other song today, like 10 years older is much better. And I put a heck of a lot more effort into it. Um, and I spent money on it. And, but you think that one that I did for a hundred bucks is better than, you know, this, this other one that cost me $2,000 to promote and to, you know, record and blah, blah, blah. So no. So what's the, what we talked about this before is like, put, just do it and put it out. Right. Because yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe your best song is the one that you think is the best song from your album, but it could take five years or 10 years before people recognize it as they'll look back and they'll go, Oh man, I get it now. But they don't get it. You know, people don't get you as an artist. Yeah. Most of the time, right. They don't get your music. I still have people like, Oh, you're a musician. Oh, you, you know, you should have done this or you should like, okay, well, no, I don't have, you know, a Lamborghini, but, <laughs> you know, that's not my, that's not my purpose. <clears throat> you know, that's not, yeah. that's not my, that's your idea. That's not my idea. Like I'm already there. Like I am happy and with what I'm doing musically. And, and of course I, you know, I have a number of years on you, but you're like where I was at some point. Right. Yeah. So I'm telling you that it gets better. As long as you keep working at it, it gets better. Right. Thank keep you perfecting it it gets it gets even better i'm not that's good now it it, it gets even better you grow, awesome. as, you grow as thank you grow as a person you get older you have you gain gain more wisdom you know um and all that is reflected in your music not that you want to be telling people how to do things or what to do or that's not your purpose um, you shouldn't be your purpose your purpose is just you're you're putting a mirror up to your life and it's like okay this is this is what I'm going to let you don't tell everybody everything, right? Like, um, no, you know, I cheated on an exam. Well, you might not want that out. Maybe you do. Cause maybe that's the person person you're trying to project out. Like I'm bad, you know, I'm, I'm a cheater. I'm a, you know, badass. you know, I'm this <laughs> and that, like maybe that's your persona. So that's fine, but it doesn't always work for everyone. You know, everything, you know, to be, totally honest. You want to be honest on the level, but, um, 
you know, you have to be happy with you, who you are and, and, and your art and everything. So, yes. And again, I'm taking up, I'm sucking up more of this air <laughs> in this conversation. But, um, it's okay. But we're talking about um, your process. And then, so, um, and then, so what's, what's happening with the production side? Like, um, are you involved with that or do you just leave that to your producer? Right. Well, currently I do not play any instruments. However, um, I want to learn drums, guitar, and piano. And I think I will start to learn the drums. Uh, I don't know how soon, but as soon as I can, I'm going to jump on that. But currently I do not produce any of my own music, like production wise. Um, my friend Paco Lee does, and he's from Canada, hmm. Canada. Sorry. Um, now for vocal, you probably want to do piano would be good for, for your vocals. If you want to work on your vocals, it would help. You don't have to be, you don't have to master the piano, but just learn a little bit. Um, mm. and then, um, how about live performances? Do you do, are you performing anywhere soon or, um, I, have a party or anything like that? I've performed before in the past at, um, uh, well, well, at Godfrey Daniels, I performed at an open mic night. Um, but that was like when I was like 17. And you know, it's weird. I actually started my music career young, young, like at uh, 17. My first song was a sing song, like sing songy song with my cousin on the drums and guitar. Well, my cousins on the guitar and drums. And it just didn't go that well because I didn't know how to sing at all. I just, kind of bombed that but it was okay people weren't like rude to me or anything they were very kind and supportive but i i have the recording and that was just it's 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 a learning experience That's you know okay. sure i'm sure if i had recordings of me early on it would be you know i'd be like oh <laughs> i wasn't ready but you know that's the thing like you got to step out you know you just have to do it and yes you're brave you know you're brave to do that it takes courage oh to do thank that. you yeah so and so um, are you man look at you you look at what you're doing man you're brave you're doing a lot of live shows well yeah i, I try <laughs> i um, <laughs> I've, i got I, I came down with a health issue about four years ago so i've been battling with that that really knocked knocked me on my butt um, oh and um well i'm progressing through it nothing it's nothing life-threatening but it's oh, okay. physical, physical, mental, and um, um, I kind of have like a, it's not as bad as it was, but like chronic fatigue. So I get fatigued very easily. Mm. Whatever I do, like if I work on music, like probably after I get done with this podcast, I'm probably going to get tired. And um, so any like mental, like I work with computers, so I do like software sometimes and sometimes hardware. But when I, get into that like if i'm programming or something like if i'm absorbed into that for for an hour or so and i get up if i don't get up i'm okay for a little while but then after a couple hours i'll start to feel it and then i'll be like oh boy i'm going down oh. for the count so happened to me yesterday too i was at a family thing and i had to leave but um yeah no it's you know i had a I had a I, I did some pretty good things um what i had when i had a lot of energy so i, I feel good about that and I feel lucky, you know, I could, could have dropped dead too, you know? So that's um, true. 
unpredictable. So, uh, um, like I said, it's nothing life threatening. So I'm, I'm good with that. And I just kind of, it's a battle. It's a, it's a challenge, another challenge in life. And, uh, we all have that. Yes. Um, we all have our own challenges. And, uh, you know, I could have been 22 and had the same thing happen. Cause I know there's a lot of young people with the same issue. It's called fibromyalgia. And, um, I'm in these support, oh. I, I, I'm on some of these support groups, um, online and, you know, it breaks my heart, man. I see these people, they're like, they don't, you know, I raised a family and I had a good job and blah, 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 blah. Um, and you know, I did this and I did that. And, um, these people are like 20 some years old, 30 years old, men and women. And, um, it's heartbreaking, man. Cause they're like same thing. And it's like, but they didn't even get to raise their family yet, or they're trying to raise their family now. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's tough, but, but anyway, um, so anyway, yeah. So I, I'm hoping to do more live shows. Um, I'm trying, I'm doing one. I'm going to be in Percocy on, um, the 29th, April 29th. That's awesome. At a porch fest. I'm going to be at one of the breweries there. I don't even know the name of the brewery. Um, That's cool. Van Lu's brewery. I think it is. Um, and, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so is that something that you think you're, you're going to give a shot again or. Oh, what live performing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, of course. Well, did, you I, uh, do it, did you do it as a rapper? I did do it as a rapper okay. a couple of times. Um, but um, I did it at like, I can't remember the name of this one place. Uh, it's in Bethlehem and it's like a social club and they had an open mic. It wasn't Godfrey Daniels, though. It was, um, I, I forget, uh, Broad Street Social? No. I think I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, it was something like that. And I did a freestyle there, a freestyle session there. Like I literally went with no written words. I just, just went and freestyled. I did my thing and it was cool. I gained some followers. It was nice. Um, But uh, I only did one or two. Okay. I also did this one show as a rapper. It was like two songs that I did at this promotion ceremony but not for music it was like for breast cancer awareness and they had all these rappers come out and perform and my uh family member knew this person who was like hosting this and so i got invited to do it and so i went and did it and that was in allentown pennsylvania well um i like to get out even to open mics i don't do the open mics as much now because of my condition it's hard for me to go out and sit all night and play for 15 minutes um mm. what i do i try and do showcases so you'll get like 45 minutes i've done two hours and i've done okay with two hours i did two hours at music fest um, a couple of years ago and um that was fun uh, but i was really tired after that um but um i try and do like 45 minutes to an hour set and that's just fine and then i can i mean you listen to Stay, stick and listen to some of the other performers. And then sometimes I can't, so I get to just leave um, if I need to. But, um, uh. you, you know, I get out and I like to test my material in, you know, in front of a live audience. And I get, you get feedback, you get um, fans, you get people interested in you, um, follow up with you, join your social media, you know, follow you on social media, um, listen to your songs. Um, and um, so I think that's the advantage. And I think 
some people like I have a well you joined the um what is it original Indian music scene on um Facebook. Yeah. So I have, yeah, I joined I, that. I have a group two groups, original indie um music scene and original indie music showcase. And the showcase Ooh. is for anybody. So you could be a digital performer or you know a web online performer and not do live sessions but um music scene original indie music scene is for posts by and about um up and coming indie artists uh, such as yourself and who perform oh. who perform live and that's the criteria so the criteria is you have to have some kind of song out or you're working on music writing music but you perform live so it could be open mics it doesn't matter where you perform but the, just that you're out there performing because uh, and regularly hopefully um because that's really i mean that's how that was my thing i mean that's how i did it that's how i learned mm. so I, I think it's important and then let's say so suppose you're writing songs and somebody picks i do you up. i do write all my songs so somebody picks you up like not necessarily a record label but a promoter or something and you never perform live and then they're like oh yeah we're gonna we want to put you on the bill with such and such you know this one even if it's just regional and you go out and you sing in songs but you're like boring because you don't know what you're doing up there you know what i mean mm. like, um it, there's you know like with acting there's a and you don't even have to say a lot it's just your presence on the stage um you know things to do on the stage. I mean, I've had people come up and they're amateurs. Like I used to run a showcase and people, some people are amateurs I've had on and they ask like things that you shouldn't ask about, like the sound guy and you're going to piss the sound guy off because you're demanding that they do this or do It's like, no, <laughs> you know, you don't Damn. do things like that. You know what I mean? Like you go out and you roll with it. You might need something turned up. You just ask the guy to turn it up. I had one guy come out and he's like, Oh, I need this. And this has to be and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, like you never, you're not, you know, Kanye, like chill out. <laughs> like you're not going to fire this guy. So chill out. You know? Yeah. Chill, 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 so, chill. <laughs> so be courteous. I'm saying like, be courteous. Like there's things that you need to know. And that's why I say, get out, do the open mics and wherever else, you know, just take advantage of that and learn, learn something. I have a question about oh. that, actually. Um, so when do I like, how do I, uh, okay, how do I formulate this question? So when I go to perform live, do I need to just supply the instrumental or can the instrumental have my voice on it too? Like, how does that work? Because most places I went, we played live instruments and I just freestyled to them or whatever, whatnot, you know. Well, I mean, I prefer going live, right? Doing live instruments. But let's say if you don't have a band, then like I've recently, like as of last year, I have a song. And now I might have a second song where the production is important. So I need a keyboard part or a drum part to be played. That's integral to the song. Mm. If I want to present the song and I'm going to do it on acoustic guitar, it's not going to sound, it's not going to have the same impact. So now here, that's where you have to decide, am I just going to perform the song and see as a songwriter or am I going to present the song the way that it needs to be presented? 
like that it's produced. Oh. So, so now you can have you can bring your tracks with you minus the vocal. That's called the TV. That's called the TV mix. So if you're going oh, to okay. it, if you're going using an engineer, you say, "Hey, I need a TV mix," and then just, they just take the vocal out. You can leave the background vocals in, um, so that you're performing. Where that came from was when people performed live when the heyday of TV, um, like early on, they used live live bands. But then, like in the '60s, '70s, you'd have an artist come on, and they'd want their the record com- record company would demand that they use their tracks. So they'd use all the instrumentation without the vocals, and then they'd sing live. Mm. And then some people, some artists, didn't want to perform live, so they'd lip sync it. There were situations where they'd lip sync it. That's when you leave the vocal on. But you don't really, if you're an artist, you don't really want to present yourself like that. Um, you've probably heard about, who was it? Uh, who was the artist? I don't want to say Taylor Swift because I don't think it was Taylor Swift. Um, I forget who the artist was, but they were lip syncing and you could catch them. And I think I caught somebody in the Super Bowl doing that. I don't want to, I don't want to say any names. Oh, pretty sure I caught her lip syncing um, when they said she was performing live. So it's like, okay, are you a real singer or not? So that's kind of where you're going with that. That's that legitimacy thing again. Now you have a different realm. And are you a legitimate singer or not? Mm. Are you going to go out and fake your audience out, you know, because you had a perfect performance? Um, you got to take some chances, you know, like I think people will like you real, raw. Yeah. So your vocals are not perfectly in tune. People will roll with that and they'll be fine with that. You're human. Now, if you're way off and you know, this has happened to me. You know, I go up for a high note and my vo- my vocal cords get stuck because they're dry. Um, you know, you just have to, it's close, but it's not perfect. You know, <laughs> so we're all human, you know? And yeah, what does that come from? That comes from, again, going back to that ath- athleticism thing, working that muscle, working those muscles, working the vocal mm. muscle. And that's another reason why you want to get out and perform. Because you're going to, like, if you, if you're an athlete, you can practice and practice on your own. You can do scrimmages, and if you're on a team, you're not in it until you're playing a real game. And then it takes like three games in the season to really start to bring yourself up to peak level performance. Very true. That's Same a good thing. metaphor. Same thing in the pros. That's why they have preseason. And the first few games might be rough, and then they start. Then people will really start to get into shape because it's demanding. And, every, you know, that's why another reason I ask, because similarly to performing, when you get out into your first competitive game, I mean, at first, my first college game, I felt like I was shot out of a cannon. Everything was moving so fast. And we had like a month to prepare with the team. Oh, wow. And we were running and running and practicing because you're not going full speed until you're in the game. Well, as a performer, an artistic, you know, a vocalist or guitarist, whatever you're doing, instrumentalist, as a musician and an artist, you're not in full stride until you're going at it full, full speed. 
And you're not going to be doing that until you're in front of a live audience, you know, because that it's all there. Like it's real. Like you can't get any, it can't be any more real than that, you know? Yeah. Not to, not to try and scare anybody, but I'm, I'm just like make a few people fear that you shouldn't fear it. You should get out and embrace it. And, and somebody asked me, they were going to open up at a big club and they weren't the best singer. Um, they were kind of new at it and they're like, Hey, I'm going on this big stage. You know, how do you do it? And I'm like, you know what? When you get on that stage, that is your time. You're supposed to be there and you own it. That is yours, your space. Now it's your stage. Like remember mm. we talked about the guy coming up and, you know, oh, you know, this has to be there. It's like, no, you have to be there. You have to be, that's you, you should be telling that to yourself. Like this has to be perfect and that. So, and maybe it's not perfect, but you go up and you do that day at that moment. That's your best. Do your best. So it is, you know, once you light that, once you light that firecracker, you know, you light that fuse, you know, you know that that's something, we know what's going to happen. And, you know, you're, it's like, this is real, you know, it's going to happen. So you just get out, you own that. It's like, you know, that's the way I look at it. Cause I've opened up for a national act and I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I, like, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. But as I approach, I'm like, you know what? I, I belong here. Like, this is my time. Mm. I am good. I am good enough. I am. This is, I, this is what I do. I'm going to go kick ass. And that's what good. you have to do. And maybe you're not, maybe Wednesday night was better, but you give that audience the best performance that you can at that moment. And, and that's, you just own it, you know? And then later, then you can melt. You're like, Oh my God. They just played in front of a thousand people, you know, like, oh, like, wow, that was a rush, you know, like, I want to do it again. And, you know, like, like, you get psyched, you know, like, it's, it's inspiring too, you know. So, uh, anyway, that that's, my, awesome. that's my take on it. But, but I feel like, I, I really feel to be a legitimate artist, I think that you have to do, it's like rappers, you know, like, sure, you could go into the studio, but I don't think you're a real, considered a real rapper until you're on stage rapping in front of a live audience. Right. Cause yeah. that's the real, that's the real deal. Like if you're going to screw up, then you know you could totally bomb and then go back next week and like own it, like kill it. You know, like that's, you know, that's your inspiration too. It's like, Oh, I can do better than that. Like, why did I do that? Like I, you know, I get out sometimes, you know, I perform and I'll forget the lyrics. So I'll do this. I'll start him with the second verse instead of the first verse. And I get mad about it, but it's like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, so, um, you don't want to do make a habit of that, but once in a while, <laughs> yeah, once in a while, like you're off your game, like something happened. Maybe you're at a flat tire on the way to the club and you're not totally, in, you know, we're all human again, you know, we're all human. So definitely. So, um, all right, cool. So you're working on some new stuff. We're gonna, we'll try and wrap this up. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to keep you this long. No, but, it's okay. Um, and I, I think I did too much talking. But um, <laughs> you're so funny, man. <laughs> but um, so you're working on new stuff, and then what, what's your? I forget. I think you. I don't remember if you said you have a timeline, but you're gonna feel it out 
maybe with this first current release? Yeah, I think I'm going to let Seasonal float around, uh, well, be out for probably a month, at least a month before I release anything else. I just wanted to live on its own for a month, you know? Yeah. At least, and maybe two, maybe three, but I do know this. Hopefully, by the end of this year or beginning of next year, I do want to release a, a new album, but I don't want to give any previews. I have a plan, but I don't want to give any previews on that. Just know it's something new's coming within the next, not even year. It's not even going to be a whole year away because uh, I'm planning on it releasing in January 2024. Do you do anything on, I think you did send me a YouTube link, but are you are you going to be doing something on YouTube also? Like um yes so through. i do want to create music videos for two or three of my songs right now i'm in the process of making one music video for uh this one song on my album seasonal called i guess we could um i'm working on the visuals for that um but there's still some scenes that i need to film for i film some scenes and there's just some scenes that I need to film, but I need to get certain, um, I need to get approved for a certain location to do what I want to do for the video. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other aspect. Like the video is, um, so there's a lot of work to do, right? I mean, it's plenty, plenty to do as a, as an artist. So oh that, yeah. That sounds good. I mean, follow up with a video at some point and yeah, that's great. Um, thank you well originally i was thinking like release one album per year but now i don't it's like you know what i don't care because well i'm older than you so you know i i want to make sure i get my music released while i still can you know like i said with health issues but um what about do you know anything about russ was he oh rapper? yeah russ yeah. yeah so he had a strategy successful strategy and he released a song per week on YouTube. So has, um, have you heard of like Tom McDonald? No. I don't oh, think well, so. he's a rapper, right? And he's kind of a political rapper and he, he releases a song every Friday, most okay. Fridays. How, what's his, um, standing? Does he have a lot of subscribers or? Oh yeah. He has popular? like, I think over a million. Okay. I believe. So what, what, um, YouTube has been described to me as it's a slow, a slower um, gain of followers. So like it took Russ like two years, but um, right now that seems like a long time, but two years ago, like if you're there and you have 10,000 subscribers in two years, I mean, you would, we would both like to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be part of my strategy too. So I'm going to be doing some things on YouTube. Um, and of course I have this podcast, but this podcast is supposed to be for, up and coming indie things. It's not really about me, but mm. um, I, I enjoy talking to people and, and um, um, you know, we take advice from, from our, our guests and everything. So, oh. so I think, you know, if people will find this valuable, you know, information that you're, that you're uh, giving out and uh, oh, describing, thank you. describing your path and everything. Yeah. And I think it's also going to be inspiring to people who are trying to do what you're doing. And I'm, you know, same thing I hope so. I, I hope I can inspire at least one person, you know, and yeah. even like, you know, 
and and we all appreciate you and what you're doing for the community, man. Like Thank for you. real, you're you're it's you can tell that you're not selfish. Do you know what I mean? Because you care about other people. You're trying to help them grow. You're trying to put other people on to fresh artists. It's it's a really beautiful thing, man. And I I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I'm I'm really about original music. That's my passion. Um, and of course we talk about covers and doing covers and this and that with a lot of musicians. Like I, you know, used to make money doing that. And, um, but I stopped doing that. Um, I'm, I'm really just doing all original at this point. Um, and it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, thing to do, but you're in a great area. Um, you're in, are you in Bethlehem or? Yeah. Bethlehem. Cause like Bethlehem, Allentown, Easton has some nice things going on. Um, you know, that whole area is, is, um, it's been known for a long time. I mean, the community is very supportive, so that's a great place to be. And, um, you know, I think, um, if there's any, you know, if that's, that'd be a great place to live if you're trying to do what you're doing, (laughs) you know, trying to, trying to be an artist, you have a lot of support up there and, and venues that will do things, you know, do music. Um, but original music, it's hard to really find a lot of venues for that anymore, but your area is one of the areas that does that. Um, yeah. Which is a great thing. So um, is there anything that you would like to say to existing fans or, or uh, potential well, fans? I'd, I'd like to give out a, a first, uh, first and foremost, a shout out to you because you're amazing, man. And I love what you do for the community. As I said already, your music is really nice and soothing to the ears. And I looked into some of your stuff, not all of it, because I didn't have time to review some before the interview. But you have a couple live uh, things that you are, that are videos, and I like them. Okay. And um, so I, I just appreciate your services, man. And I also want to give a shout out to my family and my friends who've supported me this whole journey. and you know, from, from my journey as Shiloh skies to now withdraw. Yes. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I just want to follow up with this, with the um, sharing thing and, and being generous. And I think that applies to all of us. And, you know, as musicians, we're actually all in this together. Yes. We're kind of competing with each other, but the thing is like, don't worry about what someone else is doing and what, you know, the accolades they get. If you don't get that, just keep doing what you're doing. Work on your craft. Um, I like live performances. If you're perform live, keep working on that. And, Mm. um, you know, you're, you know, you find what you're doing now, you might not be doing You're a prime example. Um, what you do today, you might not do next year or two years from now, or it influences what you do two years from now. It makes it even better, you know? Mm. Um, So, um, and I appreciate people like you coming on and sharing your time and, um, you know, having a, a great conversation, um, giving your insights and sharing your, again, sharing your time and, and sharing your music with us. Oh, and, uh, and, and I just appreciate the chance, man. I, I, I really appreciate the chance to do that. Not many right. people give people <laughs> chances anymore nowadays. It's a, it's a real selfish world out there. Yeah, well, we have to like like Sam Yunes, you know, we have to find those um, platforms 
where people will um, give us a chance and uh, and and uh, support us. So mm. shout out to him too. Yeah, definitely shout out to Sam. He was he gave me a lot of good advice too about um, uh, what to do with my YouTube page and my Facebook page. Like he was he was advising me and what groups to follow. So yeah, I appreciate you, Sam Yunus. I'm trying to look up that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look up the the web page, the uh, Facebook page that they have. Uh, let's see, what did, what was it? Lehigh Valley. Uh, Lehigh Valley Eastern okay. PA music scene. Yes, Lehigh Valley Eastern Eastern PA music scene. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to give them a shout out. I'm actually going to post that in the description of the podcast too, and thank him because that's how we that's how we uh, connected. Yeah, and, uh, he recommended you, and um, I'm very happy with that. And um, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank and, you uh, for allowing me to give my time, man. I think we could keep talking, but we'll have to shut it up, shut it down for today. <laughs> and uh, and um, please keep me posted about your live performances, any live performances or any events coming up. Love to get out. I do the um, Steel Stacks open mic um, as much as I can. So, oh, really? Uh, if, you ever, if you ever get out there, yeah, I get out to um, Bill, Billy's You should thing. invite me whenever you do that and okay. like send me a text. Is it on weekends or weekdays? Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. I the only problem with that is I work night shift, right? Oh, okay. So right. life is hard to manage at, yes. on night shift. But if it was a weekend night, I I'd stay up all night, you know, go to performance. But if I can make it, just invite me, and I'll see if <laughs> I can make it. Okay. Sure, sure thing. I'll definitely <laughs> keep you posted. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Well, FYI. I worked night shift for two years before I got sick. So um, vitamin D seemed to be the main culprit, like lack of vitamin D because oh. I wasn't, wasn't getting out into the sun like I normally did and did it for a couple of years. And um, so just FYI, bone up on your vitamin D if you don't get a lot of sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. I, I, I probably need that advice. Probably, I, 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 I really felt, do. I felt like I was getting tired and more tired and more tired. And then after the first year, I felt like I couldn't catch up even with sleep. So that was an indication something that was going on, but I didn't know at the time. That's and really strange. Cause I feel like I've been going through that as well. So I might want to look into some vitamin D supplements. Yes. Um, All right. You know, contact me. We'll talk about I it. I will. Off. So I I will, I will. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't give advice on, on the air like this or online, but, uh, um, no, I know, I know it's okay. just, just to check a, a vitamin check, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, all right. And then one more time, your social, my socials uh, everywhere is W one T H D R A W L withdrawal. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess that up. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, um, yeah, keep me posted. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to your release, your uh, song release or no, your song re song is already out. Yeah. On all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. And what's the name of your song again? Battle Scars. Battle Scars. Yep. I, I listened to that, so I should remember that. I couldn't. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> and then, um, 
and then we'll look forward to your album release. And do you, I forget, do you have a date for that? Yeah, April 13th, and it's called Seasonal. Okay, awesome. And again, all streaming platforms. All right, man, thanks so much. And um, we'll be talking to you soon, I hope. Hopefully, maybe I'll see you up, up in the Bethlehem area. I hope to I hope <laughs> to see you soon, man. And we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you right. so much. All right, take care. Have a great day, all right? All right. We'll see you. See you, see you, see you. For more information about withdrawal, you can go on the web or social media and search for W1TH. D-R-A-W-L. For more information about Pat Foran, you can look up Pat Foran Music on the web or go to patforanmusic.com. You can find me on Instagram, pat.foran, and also on Facebook. Thanks for listening to Get Labeled Indie Music Roadmap with Pat Foran.